Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's Day 92, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, everyone, and we are glad that you are here with us. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. It is good to see you, Marvin. You too, Dave. So, Marvin, yesterday we read the psalm that we think David wrote after defeating Goliath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Happy times for young David, huh? Well, yes, and as you can imagine, and as we'll hear today, it all made David pretty popular with the Israelites. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I I bet those guys loved him. They did. But that did not make Saul too happy. He didn't want the people liking David more than they liked him. Oh, oh, yeah, I see. Now, David was best friends with Saul's son, Jonathan. But Saul was getting angrier and angrier. In fact, he was so angry, David was in real danger. And, well, so that's what we're going to hear about today. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, so who's reading today? Well, today we're back to our friend Robin. Oh, hi Robin. Today we're reading two passages. 1 Samuel 18, verses 6 to 9, and 1 Samuel 20, verses 18 to 42. After David had killed Goliath, the men of Israel returned home. The women came out of all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul. They danced and sang joyful songs. They played harps and tambourines. As they danced, they sang. Saul has killed thousands of men. David has killed tens of thousands. That song made Saul very angry. It really upset him. He said to himself, They are saying David has killed tens of thousands of men. But they are saying I've killed only thousands. The only thing left for him to get is the kingdom itself. From that time on, Saul watched David closely. And then moving on to 1 Samuel 20, verses 18 to 42. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the time for the new moon feast. You will be missed, because your seat at the table will be empty. Go to the place where you hid when all this trouble began. Go there the day after tomorrow, when evening is approaching. There's a stone out there called Ezel. Wait by it. I'll shoot three arrows to one side of the stone. I'll pretend I'm practicing my shooting. Then I'll send a boy out there. I'll tell him, go and find the arrows. Suppose I say to him, the arrows are on this side of you. Bring them here. Then come. That will mean you're safe. You won't be in any danger. And that's just as sure as the Lord is alive. But suppose I tell the boy, the arrows are far beyond you. Then go. That will mean the Lord is sending you away. And remember what we talked about. Remember that the Lord is a witness between you and me forever. So David hid in the field. When the time for the new moon feast came, the king sat down to eat. He sat in his usual place by the wall. Jonathan sat across from him. Abner sat next to Saul. But David's place was empty. Saul didn't say anything that day. He said to himself, Something must have happened to David to make him unclean. That must be why he isn't here. But the next day David's place was empty again. It was the second day of the month. Finally, Saul spoke to his son Jonathan. 
he said, Why hasn't the son of Jesse come to the meal? He hasn't been here yesterday or today. Jonathan replied, David begged me to let him go to Bethlehem. He said, Let me go. Our family is offering a sacrifice in the town. My brother has ordered me to be there. Are you pleased with me? If you are, let me go and see my brothers. That's why he hasn't come to eat at your table. Saul became very angry with Jonathan. He said to him, You are an evil son. You have refused to obey me. I know that you are on the side of Jesse's son. You should be ashamed of that. And your mother should be ashamed of having a son like you. You will never be king as long as Jesse's son lives on this earth. And you will never have a kingdom either. So send someone out to bring the son of Jesse to me. He must die. Why do you want to put him to death? Jonathan asked his father. What has he done? But Saul drew his spear at Jonathan to kill him. Then Jonathan knew his father wanted to kill David. So Jonathan got up from the table. He was very angry. On that second day of the feast, he refused to eat. He was very sad that his father was treating David so badly. The next morning, Jonathan went out to the field to meet David. He took a young boy with him. He said to the boy, Run and find the arrows I shoot. As the boy ran, Jonathan shot an arrow far beyond him. The boy came to the place where Jonathan's arrow had fallen. Then Jonathan shouted to him, The arrow went far beyond you, didn't it? He continued, Hurry up, run fast, don't stop. The boy picked up the arrow and returned to his master. The boy didn't know what was going on. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy. He told him, Go back to the town, take the weapons with you. After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone. He bowed down in front of Jonathan with his face to the ground. He did it three times. Then they kissed each other and cried. But David cried more than Jonathan did. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace. In the name of the Lord we have promised to be friends. We have said, The Lord is a witness between you and me. He is a witness between your children and my children forever. Then David left and Jonathan went back to the town. Thanks, Robin. Wow, Dave. You you weren't kidding about Saul getting angry, huh? Gosh, he even tried to throw a spear at Jonathan, his own son. He did. And you know, this is a really sad day. Remember, David had used to play his lyre for Saul to make him feel better. Saul had loved David, and David had defeated Israel's enemies, the Philistines. He had done everything he could to help Saul. But now, well, now he has to run away from his king, and he has to leave his best friend behind. And you know what? They will never really be back together again. Oh, oh, that is sad. You see, our sinfulness, if we let it control us, can ruin everything. Saul's jealousy and anger was not only making him completely miserable, but it was also tearing his family apart too. Sometimes people think following God is just about some set of rules, a bunch of things that you're not allowed to do. But you know, that's not what being a Christian is about. Like we've said before, God is our good shepherd, or cowherd, that's right, who leads us, his sheep, to where we need to be. Following God is not just some set of rules. It's about following him because he loves us and he knows what's best for us. His way is always better than sin's way. Sin destroys, it tears apart, it hurts us and the people around us. Following God, well, that leads us away from all of that. 
And of course, it will lead us all the way to heaven. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. So, boys and girls, when you pray today, ask God to lead you away from sin and all the damage that it does and towards his righteousness. Ask him to help you to follow him, especially when it's hard to do that. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks, Dave. And, well, I think that's it for today, Marvin. Okay, yeah, well, bye, everyone. Have a good afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and John.